Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey mamas, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. Hey, this is Kate and this is episode 106. And I'm so happy to tell you that today for our episode, you are getting to hear from Rebecca as she taught a mom's group and the title of her talk was Sanity in Social Media. And y'all, I have to tell you, this is so full of wisdom and I know it is going to bless you. Remember that you can hear talks like these um, that we have given to other groups over on our Patreon. And when you join Patreon and support us at any level, you get access to so many resources that we have for you to help you mom well. So if you want more Gather Moms in your ears and in your feed, head over to Gather Moms Patreon. And don't forget that it's on Patreon April 2nd that we are kicking off our Holy Week devotional. And y'all, this is going to be so good. Each day we are going to have a reading um, where we read along with what Jesus would have been doing that day of Holy Week, the last week of his life. And Rebecca and I will jump on and we will um, release an episode to the Patreon feed with a devotional for that day talking about what we read. So we sure hope that you will join us. We love you moms and we hope this episode is a blessing to you. Let's jump in. Um, like I did the whole Valentine thing where I put the hearts on their doors and the little sticky notes, you know, and every day. And I kept saying, anybody want to put a note on mom's hearts? <laughs> anybody? I wish I could show you my heart right now. It's blank. <laughs> I love my kids and they love me, but we got to work on some follow through. You know what I'm saying? So, but let me start with this. So, I have uh, Caesar salad. I thought we would all have lunch together today. We're going to pray over this and see if the Lord will multiply. <laughs> okay, but this is one of our favorite dinner things, a Caesar salad. You might even have a Caesar salad pizza. A Caesar salad pizza. Yeah. So here's the deal. I don't like all of the Caesar salad. Do you know what I'm talking about? What am I talking about? Yes, those little white heart pieces, right? Like, I don't want to eat that. What is that? So whenever I get Caesar salad from the grocery store, I wish I had a trash can. Right in there. I go through and pull out all these little white things, and then do you know how much is left? Not much. I'm like, I wouldn't pay for nothing. You know what they're doing? They're shoving all these little white things in there trying to get their money out of us. But when you go to a restaurant, it's so pretty, right? It's all the green, and it looks so nice. But you go to the grocery store, you don't get that. So we're talking about phones and social media today, and here's the deal. It's like a Caesar salad. Social media and your phones are like social media, okay? No, no. Caesar salad, no. Phones and social media are like Caesar salad, okay? You gotta take out the stuff you don't want. You don't want it all. You can't take the whole thing. I mean, you could if you're that person, but I'm not. But we can't, we just can't take it all. So when we get into that phase of our life, which we're all there, we need to learn that I don't have to receive all that it wants to give me. 
can pull out the white bits and say, I don't want that part. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What are those parts that we don't want because they're not healthy, they're not beneficial, they're not encouraging my relationship with the Lord? Because I can pull those out and keep the rest. Because I think you've got some of those people that want to say it's all bad or it's all good. I don't think so. It's just like anything in life. You have to go into it and go, what is honoring to God in this and what is not? And that's the stuff that I'm going to keep. So that's what we're going to talk about today is phones and social media. And I hope the next time you eat a Caesar salad, you're like, I'm eating my phone. So my name's Rebecca, and I've got a family picture for you today. Um, this is my family. I've got three kids. My teenage mom, where are you? I see you. Okay. I've got a 16. He's on the far left, a 13 on the far right, and then my daughter, Abby, is 10. And I want you to know that this phase of parenting is the best. It's the best. I love it. I love my children. They're amazing. They are not perfect, but I'm having the best time with them. So if you've got littles in the house, hang on. Hang on, it's coming. It's not all going to be great. I'm waiting for the scary parts. It's probably going to come. But right now, my kids are the best. We're having the best time. We're going to all the fun things. I'm a sports mom through and through. And that's why I don't have a cowbell. Like, what's happening in my life? Y'all, that's why I need Jesus. It's in my house somewhere. I'm going to find it. Um, my son, my eighth grader, started wrestling this uh, semester. Anybody any wrestling moms in the house? I didn't think I would like it because I'm a football mom and my 8th grader that's going to be freshman next year we have a deal because he thinks he likes wrestling more than football and I said well football's mom's dream so you're going to have to go ahead and do that too so in order for him to wrestle I play football um, listen moms we got some power use it use it but I love it it's so much fun to see them get out there he just finished his 8th uh, grade wrestling season He's 181. This is a big deal in wrestling. They talk about their weight a lot. That's why women don't do it. <laughs> I've got to weigh in before everything. I'm like, that is not a healthy approach to life. Um, but the coach, he wasn't the best in his weight class. So the coach said, hey, if you want to go to this meet, you have to wrestle up in the 285 weight class. Did you know that 8th graders weigh 285 pounds? 285. 
do it. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I'm a sports mom. I also have many part-time jobs. This is the season God has put me in. Since your kid's going to college, let's do all the things. So I work at a little boutique in Rockwall. I nanny for my neighbor. She has a little 15-month-old girl. She's having a baby in March. She wants me to keep both. I know I did that. I had two kids at one time. But I don't know if I can do it again. So I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about that. Um, and then I'm potentially going to start a little writing gig in March. I mean, hey, let's just, why don't we got time? Let's just do this. Um, but my favorite thing to do is hang out with mamas and talk to you. And we have a problem with this. We have a problem with this. And ladies, I remember the day I didn't have one of these. Do any of y'all remember the day I didn't have Are y'all, are y'all in here? Are y'all so young that you like came out of the room with one? <laughs> Like, my first child was born in 2006. I didn't have social media. He's not on there. His birth story? In the clouds. It's not on there. Can you imagine one of your kids not having a birth story on social media? But seriously, I grew up without it. And then it all kind of came upon us, and now we're all into it, and our kids are all into it. And it feels like we're forced into it. Because even to have a kid in public school, you can't not have it, right? So you have to get the emails and check their grades and this, and the, the kid has to have it in school so that they can talk to their teachers and play the hoot, whatever else they're doing in their classrooms. I mean, it feels like we're kind of forced into this thing. But it's not all bad. It's not all bad. God has a purpose for this. And what we need to start with as we get into this whole discussion is where we are as people, okay? Because this is not evil or good. It's neutral. It's how I use it that creates the difference. So first thing we're going to start with, on your page you've got your notes, is an undivided heart. So that's our first point. First point. Actually, it says divided heart. You have a divided heart. On the back of your handout, I have all of our scriptures. So I start to read a scripture and you want to see it. And you want to just flip your paper over. Scripture says in Jeremiah 17:9 that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, when you hear that scripture, does anybody's little chest go, rude? <laughs> My heart is not that bad. Anybody think that? Just me? I'm like, I'm not that wicked. That's so mean, God. I'm not that wicked. We just have this perception of ourselves that, that we're better than we are. Okay? We do. Like, I'm okay. I can handle this. It's not so bad. But scripture specifically says that the heart is deceitful above all things. Desperately wicked. When's the last time you used that in a sentence? You are desperately wicked. Scripture does. That's our heart. The actual meaning behind that word is incurable illness. Your heart has an incurable illness. When Adam sinned and it came into the world, it came to all of us. And my heart is divided. It is wicked. When I come to anything in life, I come with the slightest perspective. It's about me. It's about what I get out of it. It's about how my selfish desires get met in that. Our hearts are sinful. And over and over, Scripture tells us that no one is righteous. No one. And I think sometimes as believers, the longer that you're a Christian, the longer you know Jesus, you just kind of assume you're doing okay. I'm doing okay. I think I got this. I'm better than she is. I went to church last week. I read my Bible. And what happens is when I start to think that I'm better than I am, I stop needing God. 
and I start allowing the things that bring me comfort and pleasure to fill that hole in my heart. And so every day I need to remind myself that I am so grateful that God would choose me, that God would want me, because I didn't want him. I didn't. My heart was wicked, but God pursued me, came after me. And that changes everything when you can sit in the truth that God loves you so much and there's nothing I can do to fix my heart. It is an incurable illness. I have no hope without Jesus. As moms, we see this in our kids all the time, right? We don't teach our kids how to sin. They just do it. They throw a tantrum. They get mad. They say no. This little sweet baby girl, I babysat. She threw all her food off her high chair this week. I said,
They either draw us closer to Jesus or further away from Jesus. Oh, y'all ready? What is yours doing to you? You feel it? It hurt. I felt it right there. Okay? And it's okay. This is a safe place. It's okay for you to say at your table, yeah, I don't think I've got it right yet. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what we can do together as a community to get this right. So at your tables right now, talk about these two questions, and then we'll come back together. Anybody want to share? Anybody yet see enough to share? What ways do you feed your selfish desires? different for different people. I'm not, you don't have to have all those. 
What stands out to you? Somebody share with me. What was your number one? Like, what was the one that when you read it, you were like, yes? Wasted time. Okay? Lots of wasted time in the room. What else? What was your number I'll be broke if I buy all of this. Yes. What else? What was your number one? Irritation. Irritation. Yes. Okay, so I have teenagers, teenage boys from my teenage mom at, and when they get off video games, they are so irritated with life. Like, when I go in there and try and ask them to do anything while they're in the middle of the game, they bark at me. It makes me so mad. But so many times after I get off social media, I bark at my husband and my kids. I am frustrated by you. You're interfering with my time right now. I'm not ready to re-engage with you. Hang on. Right? Irritation just comes out of us. Anybody else? Number one. What's your circle? Who's your number one? So by 
keep ourselves moving in the right direction. But the thing is, we don't know the people reading it, where they're coming from. What's your life story today? Because if I haven't worked out in a week and I promised myself I would, and I see that story, I start to feel real guilty, right? So we don't know how it's coming across to the people reading it. And then the last one, so I follow this uh, Instagram account called MomCast. She's a mom that's also a news anchor, and she posts stories from what's going on in the world, and they're tidbits, and it's enough that I can read it and move on. Because if you try and follow anything on the news right now, it's very overwhelming. I'm pretty sure there's another balloon flying somewhere around my channel right now. Okay? Like, y'all, fear. I would circle fear on there. Our world is crazy right now. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. If Jesus wants to come back, come on. I know some of you have babies in here. I know you want to see that baby. But if Jesus comes back, come on. Because there's so much stuff going on in our world right now. And it can be very overwhelming. That's my number one. When I get off social media, it's like I'm, uh, what's that thing about kids that can't handle too? Stimulated. I'm overstimulated. There's too many thoughts in my head. I can't filter through what's most important for the moment. Um, I do get scared by some of the stuff I read. Um, I feel very lonely because I've missed out on some things that other people have gotten to do. I feel like maybe God has forgotten me because it seems like maybe he's moving in other people's lives and he's not moving in mine. It's really easy to start to feel all those emotions. And the world wants us to feel because when we feel, we do stupid things. We buy stuff. We say things we shouldn't. We go places we shouldn't. We medicate ourselves with Netflix and food and all kinds of things. The world wants us to have all those feelings. But let me tell you, feelings needs to be transformed. And the only way my mind is transformed is through knowing God's word. And that's where that whole thing about like how much time do I spend on my phone? Because I promise you I spend way more time on my phone than I do in the Bible. I know way more influencer sales than I know scriptures. I know way more things going on in the world than I know stories from the Old Testament. Because I'm not filling my mind with God's word. I'm not transforming my mind through God's word. That word world and that Romans 12, 2 verse, it means a space of time or an age. It's different than the word that we use in John 3, 16 where it says, for God so loved the world. This word here, this world, means a space in time or an age. And I want you to think about it this way. You're living on this earth at a specific time. And when my mom was alive, she didn't have social media, she didn't have a cell phone. But she had her own set of patterns that she was conforming to. She had her own set of battles. Y'all, for here and now, this is where God's put us. This is the space of time in which you and I are living. And so we have to decide how we're going to address the things that are coming to us and asking us to conform to them. And we can't look back and say, oh, well, my mom had it easier or her mom had it easier. Every generation has their own set of struggles, and this is ours. And you know why it's important? Because this is going to be my kid's struggle. Whether I like it or not, I can remember the day I didn't have a cell phone. My kids will never remember that day. And their entire life, until Jesus comes back, is going to be centered around that phone. Their jobs, their school, their friends, their dating. It's all here. So i got to figure this out so I can help them. And the way I do that is I transform my mind. Now, so do not be conformed. Conformed means from the outside in. Conformed means that I'm letting all this stuff around me feed into me and tell me how to act and what to think and what to do. But transform is from the inside out. 
This is important because as moms who want our kids to behave, we like for them to do the things we ask them to do. I think we do that with God too, where I'm like, well, God, what do you want me to do? Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Because we're trying to earn his favor. I'm trying to earn his approval. And when I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I start to feel real guilty and bad about myself. And I think, God, God must be so disappointed in me today. No. No, 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 no. If you don't hear anything else today, hear this. God loves you. He delights in you. He is pleased with you. Nothing you do changes that. Nothing. No matter how bad your day goes, it does not change a thing about what God thinks about you. Do not try and earn his favor. Do not try and act good so that you can put that brave face on social media and say your life is awesome. It's not. It's hard. And the reason I want to be transformed is because it means God starts from the inside where nobody else can see. Nobody else gets to see what God's doing on the inside of my heart. And when we judge people on social media, we have no idea what God's doing inside their heart. Where they are in that process. My daughter the other day said something about a friend at school and I said, baby, you have no idea what's going on in her heart. Yes, she may be acting that way on the outside, but let's pray that God's doing something inside. Because it takes a second for it to get to the outside. I want to be transformed from the inside. I want God to take my mind. I want him to change the way that I think so that I can live differently. And the only way we do that is by knowing God's word. We have to know God's word. And I love what you said just a second ago. You talked about that you felt inspired by social media. I think two ways that we can approach our phones and social media is we can be a consumer or a creator. A consumer or a creator. I'm often a consumer. I go to social media for it to tell me something. Tell me what's on sale. Tell me what people are doing. Tell me what's going on. What's going on. All this kind of stuff. And I'm just consuming it. But what if we went to social media as a creator? And we decided to tell the world what God is doing in us. What God was doing in the world around us. What if I started posting because I wanted to create something beautiful for others to see? Not just rant and rave about something I'm frustrated about. What are you? Are you a consumer or a creator? Uh, we go to that next slide for me, Tracy. First question, are you a creator or a consumer? Do you allow God's work in you to inspire what you post? Or do you just consume from others and join their pattern? And then second question, the Bible says we know God's will through knowing his word. How could this change the way you prioritize your phone usage? That's true. That's what the word says. i got to know his word. How does that change the way I prioritize my phone usage? Okay, you guys talk at your tables for a few minutes. Anybody want to share from their group? Consumer creator. What do you think about that? Anybody want to share? Consumer creator. Yes, yes. I have never thought. 
thought about that. That is so true. That when I create, it means that I'm welcoming maybe somebody else's opinion of what I created. That's so true. That takes some guts. Don't we want that for our kids? God, I want my kids to be their own person. I don't want them to do what everybody else does. I want them to be their own person. So if that's what I'm going to say to my baby girl, like you go be kind, even if nobody else is, and i got to do it too. we got to be confident enough to step out in that creation and go, you know what, this is what God put on my heart today. I'm going to share it and just do it. Yes. And turn off comments. <laughs> okay, next one. What can we do to prioritize? If we know that we're not spending enough time in God's Word, what can we do to prioritize that? Yeah. So one of the things I shared earlier was that, yeah, there's all these, all these negative, you know, ways we can use social media and our phones, but one of the positive ways I do in the car is I listen to Gather Moms podcast. <laughs> And the new Daily Drive podcast from Lake Point, and there's another one called My Morning Devotional. And so, like, I, you know, once the kids are out of the car, because when they're in the car, there's no focusing on God's Word. Um, and, uh, but once I have them out of the car, then I really focus on, like, okay, which devotional or which devotional or podcast can I catch up on? And it's all Christian-based. So it's at least one way to use my phone to put positive things in me. I love that. I have learned to love car time on myself. I, can I drive anywhere by myself? I would love to do that. Because then you can. I can listen to what I want to and I can feed my mind and heart. Yes, I saw a hand over here. Yeah. She's bringing me the mic. <laughs> I try to, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and I try to follow more people that talk about God and yes. there's a lot right now. So, yes. That's pretty good. Yes. No, excellent. We're going to talk about that at the end. Curating your feed to include people that you want to follow. Yes. Okay. So those are great. So we've got this whole idea that God has changed our heart. It was divided, but he's going to come and he's going to give me a new heart. I'm going to transform my mind by knowing God's word. And then I'm going to spend the best use of my time. That's our third one, the best use of my time. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time, because the days are evil. There's that word again. Y'all, you'd be surprised how often evil is used in scripture. Like, I feel like that scares us. But that's, that's what's happening, okay? That's what's happening in our world today. Satan is rampant. And he is working his whatever all through the world. And we have got to be aware that the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. There's that again, too. When I transform my mind, then I know what God's will is. When I make the best use of my time then I know what God's will is. That's like the number one question teenagers ask. What is God's will for my life? Do we still ask that as moms? Y'all, I'm asking it right now because i got three part-time jobs and trying to figure out what's going on with my life. Yes. When you use the best use of your time. When you use somebody help me. What did I say? <laughs> you know God's will for your life?
on your, should be on your home screen. Settings. Then you're going to choose screen time. That's actually a thing you can choose. Then you're going to choose see all activity. And then you're going to see some scary numbers. How much time did you spend on your phone last week? How much time did you spend on social media last week? Your daily average should actually be really encouraging because you've been in Bible study, so maybe it's only like 10 minutes. Okay, listen. So, I'll be vulnerable.
somebody liked a photo on Instagram. And then that's just how my day goes, right? Yes, so.
Um, historically, people were only connected to what, like 100 to 150 people at a time. I mean, imagine when you were growing up, you just kind of knew the kids in your class and maybe your neighbors around you and who you went to church with. But when you look at your social media feeds now, you're friends with thousands of people. Thousands, okay? And it's real sad because I don't really know all those people. I know of them. I saw them one time. Um, I mean, it's not that I don't want to know them, but it's just not humanly possible to know all those people. And so sometimes we start to allow those online relationships to take the place of physical relationships because it's way easier to chat with somebody online and say, good job, you look pretty today. Wow, your kids are awesome. Then to go sit down over coffee with another mom and really get to know her. So I think, are we on? We're not to the next one yet. Okay. Um, up here. Online relationships are not a replacement for in-person community. Sadly, they can give the illusion of meaningful friendships when we aren't connected with people who know us deeply. So two stories. This is where the Holy Spirit this morning was like, you got to share this. So this is for somebody in this room. Two stories that stuck out to me from the Bible. The first one is the Good Samaritan. And I thought about this with social media. So the Good Samaritan was a guy that was traveling and he got attacked by robbers and beat up and they took all his stuff and they left him on the side of the road to die. And these two religious leaders come by and they pass on the other side of the road. They don't help him at all. And they're the ones that should have known better. But they keep on going. And then this third guy comes by who's just a regular Joe that probably shouldn't have stopped because he didn't have any reason to, but he did. He took compassion on this man and stopped. And he didn't just stop and like, oh, let me get better and here, let me give you a band-aid. Like, he wrapped his wounds, he put him on a horse, he took him to town, he put him up in a hotel, he paid for him to be taken care of. Like, he went out of his way to take care of this person. And I thought, so many times on social media, I'm like that religious thing that just passes by. You know, I see a post, and you're like, mm, I don't know that she's doing very good today. But I don't stop, I don't check in, I just keep going. And even if I do, I'm like, praying for you. Hope you better tomorrow. Right? I don't like lean in. And here's what I would say to you is outside of your social media world, would you just lean in to somebody? Would you just stop down? Like ask yourself this question, who is my neighbor? Who is the person that God has for me to love on and not pass by on the other side? That's what this room is about. This room is about you sitting at a table and looking at another mom's face and seeing her tears, and hearing her cries, and understanding where she's at, and leaning into that mom and saying, I get you, I see you, I know you. Yes, me too. That doesn't happen on social media. I think we think it does. I think maybe we feel better if somebody said, I like your dress, or yay for you. Y'all, it's way more important when you look me in the face and say it. Who's your neighbor? I mean, why do we have thousands of friends on social media? Now, why do I need to, I mean, bless my high school friends' hearts, they're great, but I don't see them. They don't live close to me. I'm not gonna run into them at Target. And my prayer is that they got somebody in their city that's spending time with them over coffee. So why don't I worry about the people that God put around me here and now? And then the other Bible story that stuck out to me was the, the woman at the well. So Jesus is traveling, and he ends up in this town, and he sits down by this well, and he sends his disciples off into town to get food. And this woman comes out, and the Bible says she came out at 12 noon, like high sun, like heat of the day. People don't go get water then, because she didn't want to see anybody. And she gets there, and Jesus is there, and they have this conversation. And Jesus 
does not beat around the bush. He just goes straight in to talk about her life. And she tries to change the subject, and she tries to get around it, and he just leans in. And I think some of us in here know somebody that's got something going on in their life. We're not willing to say anything. And I think some of us are not willing to tell somebody. We're so afraid we're going to be a burden to them. That's where I'm at right now. Sales. Sometimes it's very helpful when I need to find my moisturizer cream and it's $2 off, right? 
So there are good things about this, but it takes intentional effort to curate. That word curate, which is what you did, and Emily and somebody else back there did, you curate your feed to include the things that you want to see. Would you people stop following all those influencers? You know they're making money off that, all that stuff they sell you. I'm buying it. Listen, when they do that whole thing about, like, I found it on Amazon, it's like you go through their link. I don't go through their link. You ain't getting my money. I got my own Amazon account. I will just figure out the name of that little item, and I will come right over to my own Amazon account, and I will go find it myself. Okay? You don't need my money. But, but why am I following them? Follow the people that edify and encourage you and post scripture. And it doesn't have to. I don't want you to think that I'm like, has to be all scripture and Jesus. No, I mean, you can see fun things too. But just be intentional with what you're putting on there so that you are seeing things. Because listen, if that influencer causes you to shop, then stop. If, if checking your social media in the morning uh, is the first thing you do when you wake up, you can actually go in there and like set limits on those apps where like you can't open it till a certain time, you can't be on I have a girl at work that can only do 30 minutes of Instagram a day. She's like 25. Way ahead where I am. <laughs> well, she said it's great because at the end of 30 minutes, I don't know, it's been 30 minutes, she shuts off. And I'm like, okay, I'm done for the day. Y'all have real hard, right? <laughs> but could you try it? Could you curate your feed? And listen, you know what it brings? It brings you peace. It brings you peace. Because God's word is peace. Our relationship with Jesus is peace. Reading your Bible is peace. Having coffee with a dear friend is peace. This is not peace and purpose. I will say this. We've read several scriptures today about what God's will is for you. God's will didn't end when you graduated high school and picked your college. God's will didn't end when you graduated college and got a husband. God's will didn't end when you got a husband and you had a kid. And I'm 44 and God's will did not end when he gave me three part-time jobs. There is something else he has for me. I want to know what that is. But I'm not going to know what that is if I don't read the Bible. Because I did not arrive at the spiritual platform and go, I'm here. There is more for you to teach me. It does not ever stop. So don't think that at some point this is not going to be a struggle and you're going to get it and I'm going to get through that till the day we die, y'all. But I would rather know what God's will is than what the latest symptoms is. And I think you would too. So we've got to do the work. We gotta do the work. So here's five things that I want you to talk about at your table. Oh, I thought that's like that's a good one. Um, okay, we'll talk about these in a little bit next time. These five things I want you to talk about at your table. Could you set time limits? Could you take regular breaks? This is something called a fast, right? Social media fast. Leading up to Easter, could you be like, I'm off, I'm off until Easter. Curate your feed. Go through and unfollow. It's just like in your emails where you get rid of all those stupid sale emails from Christmas. Get rid of them so you don't see them. Think before you post and then reevaluate regularly. Don't just go, okay, I'm great for the next 10 years. Every few months, go back and go, okay, wait a second. How am I feeling right now? Am I being tempted by something? Okay, I'm going to change some things. You're going to talk about that at your table. Now I'll go to the next slide. Okay, so why am I redeeming my phone with social media time? Here's the big picture. Waiting. Time. Yes. Because I want to love the Lord more than any device. I think we would all say that in here. I do. I want to love the Lord. Because I want to be healthfully present with my friends and family. I've never heard that word before, healthfully, but it's a word. 
Because I want to show my children that my time spent in God's word is more important than time spent on my phone. This, that's me right here. That's where my life is right now. Because that's what I need to be showing my kids. And because my phone can be a tool to help grow my faith rather than hinder it. It is not all bad. It's the Caesar salad, y'all. Look for the green pieces. Eat the green pieces. Toss the white. You can do it. I believe in you. I love you. Okay, let me pray for us. And if you have time, you can talk. And if not, okay, good. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. You know what's crazy is that when you created the world, you knew that we were going to have cell phones. You knew that we would be on earth at this time with social media and influencers and games and apps. And God, yet you still chose for us to be born, to be living during this space. So God, you have a purpose. You have a purpose for us to tell others about you. God, that they too could have an undivided heart. God, that they could have a transformed mind. God, don't let me miss that because I get caught up in my own little kingdom of pleasure and shopping and friends. God, I want to be present in my life and I want to live out the purposes that you have for me. So God, help us not be distracted. God, help us to lean into you, that relationship with you. And then God, help us to see those moms standing right around us that need a hug. God, we love you. We're so thankful for you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today's episode is sponsored by the Ravetta Home Team, and we are so thankful for Amanda and Mark Ravetta. They generously sponsored a mama necklace for each of the moms that attended our podcast live, and they both make up the Ravetta Home Team. Amanda is a top producing realtor with Coldwell Banker, and her husband, Mark, is a mortgage loan officer with True Star Mortgage. Together, they have all of your home buying and selling needs covered. They give you the utmost ease in buying and selling all while helping you save money. To reach them, you can email them at rivettahometeam at gmail.com. And Rivetta is spelled R-A-V-E-T-T-A. So reach out today. Today's episode is sponsored by Raising Canes. Y'all, Raising Canes helped provide the meal for our podcast live event and the moms just love having chicken fingers all to themselves that they didn't have to share with their kids and our family loves raising canes it's our go-to stop after church we drive through and man anything is good in cane sauce listen we're trying to figure out that recipe so if you know what it is go ahead and reach out to us because i would love to recreate it at my home for my family but you can order your craveable chicken finger meal online or stop in at one of the 65 plus dfw locations one love people go get some chicken